Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning and welcome to this crisp, cold but sunny Sunday morning, early in February. Welcome to Essex Church and to this, our community of Kensington Unitarians. It's good to see returning friends here and to see some new faces and faces of those who have this place and this people as a valued aspect of their lives. We welcome all people of goodwill who walk through our doors. Whoever you are, whatever brings you here, however you are feeling this morning. And the invitation is to bring every part of you to this time and this space. Your hopes, your fears, your bubbling joys, your simmering resentments. Let's add it all to this gathering that reminds us what it means to be human, to be part of the great story here on earth. Now, those of you who keep a keen eye on our seasonal wall hangings behind us may have noticed that the seasons are changing. We're moving from winter towards the spring as light returns to our northern lands. And we thought these words welcoming the six directions really fitted today. Let us affirm here together our place in the universe through the six directions. We look to the east, place of beginnings and of hope, and give our thanks. We look to the south, place of warmth and connectedness, and give our thanks. We look to the west, place of the heart and of intuition, and give our thanks. We look to the north, place of being and of wisdom, and give our thanks. We look down to the earth, place of life and compassion, and we give our thanks. We look up to the sky, place of clean air and freedom, and give our thanks. We look within our hearts to find the quiet centre. Our chalice flame is lit, and it's connecting us with progressive spiritual communities around the world, particularly the thousands of Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist communities who share this chalice symbol, a symbol that can hold so many meanings. Today, may its one flame remind us that we are one people, one human race, with one story of life here on earth, and each with our unique part to play in that great story. If you have a look at your order of service, it says now a bit about Imolk, Candlemas, and St Bridget's Day. This is probably going to be too many bitty details. None of it will fit together, and you'll think, why is she going on about all of it? These hangings, I usually aim to change these hangings on, on what's known in the pagan tradition as the quarter days. 
and the quarter days are between the solstices and the equinoxes. I don't know if you notice the changing seasons like I do, but I really do like to remind myself that these sometimes subtle, sometimes quite sudden changes that we observe are being caused by the tilting of our planet as it spins in space, orbiting our sun. Now, this weekend's pagan quarter day is known as Imolk, spelt in bulk, and it's a festival with very ancient roots. It's connected with lambing, with the ewes giving milk, and with the tradition of cleansing and purification. That's why we're all busy doing our um, clearing for spring. Christianity, when it arrived in Celtic lands particularly, well, it aligned itself with the old traditions and new stories overlaid the old. So the pagan quarter day on the 1st of February was followed on the 2nd by Candlemas, and that traditionally marked the day when Mary presented her baby Jesus in the temple 40 days after his birth, and that completed the Jewish process of purification for a woman after giving birth. In later Christianity, people would bring their precious candles to church on the Feast of Candlemas to be blessed. It's a lovely idea, isn't it? Blessing our candles. Um, and it, it's a sign, that ritual, of the importance of candles and the expensiveness of candles in a pre-electric world. And it also referenced that image of Jesus as the light of the world. And then in Ireland, on the 1st of February, is celebrated, it's St Bridget's Day in the church. And this Saint Bridget connects back into the mists of time to the old Irish goddess of Brig or Brigid. And around this time of year, people make and hang up, especially for all of you to see today. Oh yes, there's a lot you can do with a pipe cleaner. <laughs> So, in Ireland to this day, I do believe in primary schools, they're, they're making these Bridget's crosses. They're usually made out of reeds, but really pipe cleaners work just as well. And it's said that if you hang one of these up, it will cleanse your home of all negativity, ward off all badness. So that's worth doing, isn't it? <laughs> and we're going to settle ourselves now for a time of prayer and reflection. Take a breath. We, we who are so often busy and distracted by this world in which we live, or distracted by the busy thoughts inside our heads, let's enjoy this as an opportunity for stilling ourselves making time to tend to matters of the heart, aligning ourselves with that which we hold to be of highest worth. We create this as a sacred time and space by our presence here together. Grateful for the gift of life, yet each of us carrying our own particular burdens and concerns. Let's imagine ourselves as tiny specks of light spinning on our planet Earth home, nestled 
in a far corner of an unimaginably vast galaxy. One of trillions of galaxies in the observable universe with so much more unknown beyond. And here on Earth, our human dramas are enacted. So I invite you, if you wish, to consider your own particular life story from this vast perspective. Is there, is there any aspect of your life that you are perhaps ready to see from a new perspective, from a different point of view? Is there any next step that you're ready to explore? And in a quiet few moments now, I invite you to turn your attention to people and places in this world in need of love and care. This might be someone you know well, even yourself. Or it might be a situation you've heard of in the news. May our caring thoughts find ways into practical action, if it be possible. Reminding ourselves that we have the resources collectively, as humans, to right so many situations. If only we can find that shared determination and shared vision. And let us say to that, Amen. Uh, good morning, and I bring um, greetings from the Dublin Unitarian Church in Ireland. And I should have lit a candle for the Irish rugby team, but I thought it would be a bit trite. <laughs> um, Sarah has asked me to read this reading. It's by John O'Donoghue. And John O'Donoghue uh, is an ex-Catholic priest who wrote a beautiful book called Anam Cora. Anam is the Irish for soul, and Cora is the Irish for friend. So he's always talking about soul friend. And I think, ironically, and you probably don't know this here, but ironically, I think that the Celtic church, the Celtic Christian church in the time of St. Bridget, was far closer to what we're about than, than the, the, Roman, the Holy Roman Empire became. So I love the fact that John O'Donoghue has gone back to Celtic mi mi mysticism to find a spirituality. This particular piece is kind of... Ironic as well, in that when I was 30, I was a teacher, I was a chemistry teacher, and I was torn with the idea of being an actor, and um, eventually I, I, I took the plunge, and I've been poverty-stricken ever since. 
but I'm much happier. So I'll read this with that in mind. <clears throat> so it's from, uh, for a new beginning, isn't it? It comes from that book by John O'Donoghue. In out-of-the-way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you are ready to emerge. For a long time, it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness growing inside you, noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety and the grey promises that sameness whispered, heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent, wondered would you always live like this. Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground, your eyes young again with energy and dream, a path of plenitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning. This is one with your life's desires. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Soon you will be home in a new rhythm, for your soul senses the world that awaits you. And just to finish, I thought there was a typo uh, in this, and I thought that should be a path of plentitude. But I looked it up, and plenitude was a Celtic god of abundance. So there you go. So let's uh, move into a meditative time of this service now. Um, maybe put down anything that you don't want to hold on to or hold on to anything or anyone you do want to hold on to. Make yourselves comfy. Perhaps be aware of your feet on the floor and our presence here with one another. That, that London life going on outside, but here we are turning our attention inwards. And in this meditative time, I'm going to invite you, if you wish, to have a think about the imagery, the associations for you of this idea of winter moving into spring. There is so much in that, isn't there? And it can have so many different meanings. I think of frozen places in life that can soften and blossom once more. I think of the muddy places where I get stuck and then the ease that comes when I move forwards once again. The cold times that can be warmed by human companionship, by kindness, by some attention many, many possible interpretations for this idea of winter moving into spring. But I invite you in the next few minutes of shared stillness and silence together to consider that in your own life, in the life of the world, or as is your Unitarian prerogative, to think totally different thoughts. 
but allow the gentle rhythm of your breathing and your sense of yourself sitting in a chair to allow you this time for reflection, which will come to an end with a chime from our bell. So, on to the address. This is the first Sunday that we're considering February's ministry theme of story and imagination. And as is often the case with these subjects that we choose, today's address with its title of Changing Stories, Changing Lives comes with the usual disappointment warning. I'd like to tell you cheeringly that you can be whatever you want to be, do whatever you choose in life. Yes, even an actor, Dennis. <laughs> but looking round at us lot this morning, I think it could be safely said that none of us need pin our hopes on becoming astronauts or, or deep sea divers or even rock stars, Harold. <laughs> Now, in next week's service, Janine and I will be telling some spiritual teaching stories that have made a difference in our lives. And there's one of mine you'll probably have heard me tell many times before, because it has the refrain, well, you never know. <laughs> and indeed, we don't ever know. So if one of you ends up in space looking down on us, you are perfectly entitled to shout, I told you I'd do it, Sarah, and I did. I think most of us here today have lived enough of life to know that there are some circumstances in life that just happen, that we have little or no control over them, and all we can do is go with what is to grit our teeth, as they say, and endure. Perhaps with psychiatrist and Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl's words to strengthen us when we wobble. You perhaps remember he wrote, Everything can be taken from a person but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Now this ability to create inner realities has been an important realisation in life for me. I wonder if it has for you too. 
There are times in my life when I've perhaps quite rightly felt very sorry for myself. Times of illness or relationship troubles, times when a hoped-for outcome didn't happen. Yet in all those times, there's come a moment when I've woken up to another possible reality, to a possibility that I could be looking at this differently, that a different story could be told. And that's why I wanted the two paradoxical quotes that you'll find on the front of the order of service sheet. There's the Buddhist teacher Pema Chodron reminding us that there are no true stories. We are making up every one of them. And then Christina Baldwin tells us seemingly, but perhaps not actually, the opposite. She's someone who's worked extensively to develop the practice of journal writing as a spiritual practice. And she's there telling us that there are only true stories. We are discovering the truth in them. Well, they're both useful takes on this human endeavour of creating our own life stories. It's healthy to remember, isn't it, that we, we interpret what happens to us and we make a story about it. Yet we could make a very different interpretation and it could be equally true and perhaps more helpful. How often have we accompanied a friend through the breakup of a relationship, say, where the first story is something along the lines of, oh no, I've been abandoned, I'll never be happy again, this person doesn't love me, life's not worth living. And then through the passage of time and considering it all, that story has shifted to another perspective. I'm better off without so-and-so. They were no good for me. I'm better on my own. It's also healthy to remember, I think, that we contain multitudes of stories, multitudes of potentialities, and part of our journey in life is then to discover and to explore many truths that make up a human life. So what we're considering here is the framing of our individual and our collective experiences into a narrative, into a, a story that has a narrative arc, as they call it. It's also though worth remembering that actually not all people experience life in this way at all. Some have a far more life exists in this present moment kind of take on life and some are very aware of any sense of narrative as an illusion, a construct that helps us create an individual identity for ourselves. An identity that can then appear as far more fixed than it perhaps needs to be. That's what we're doing when we hear ourselves stating our preferences and our opinions. We're proclaiming to ourselves Ah, this must be who I am. I'm the one who doesn't like, dot, 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 fill in the gap. I'm the one who can or can't do, dot, 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 etc., etc. I'm the one who's always good at, dot, 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 but then I've never been able to, dot, dot, dot. As we work our way through our lives, we sometimes get to realise how some aspects of our identity have been created for us by our families or our cultures, bringing those externally forged aspects of our inner identity into an awareness is, I think, an important aspect of the task, the true task of becoming ourselves, of individuation, as it's sometimes called. 
In our society, for example, we are living through an exciting exploration of what gender identities mean or don't mean. And here, with Kensington Unitarians, you can be assured of a warm welcome if you want to come dressed as a fairy in a pink tutu or in a rugged lumberjack outfit. I hope we will greet you as the unique individual that you are. And I hope that you'll have the chance here to tell the story of your changing life to others and have others help you find the places where you're feeling stuck. On, on the little hymn sheet today, uh, there are some suggestions of ways that we can explore the telling the stories of our own lives. The first two are, are taken from creative writing workshops. You perhaps will have done some of these exercises yourself. And, and, and this idea of encouraging one another to write autobiographically is one we'll be coming back to later in February. So one exercise from a creative writing class is to write your life story in six words. And they often give you Caesars, I came, I saw, I conquered. And then they put it in Latin, what is it, veni, vidi, vici. Only three words. What, what three or six words might you choose to tell the story of your life so far? Or maybe a sentence is easier. The third suggestion, which says, tell the story of your life in two contradictory or paradoxical moods, it comes from a course I attended many years ago now, where in a pair we repeatedly told each other the story of our lives, you know, the kind of the dramatic bits. Um, we used different voices, we told the story again and again, different voices, different emotional tones, from high drama to newsreader reporting style. And what stays with me to this day from that experience is the sense that one life one life story can look very different from different points of view and in different voices. We can be, can't we, most of us anyway, both victim and hero. We can be both privileged and hard done by. What's useful is to become aware of the interpretations we bring to our narrative and the realization that some interpretations strengthen us and others are weakening. Um, a couple of other suggestions for those who are more bodily aware. It's great to actually move the story of your life, to just find a movement that expresses how you feel about it at the moment. Or for the musicians, there are songs, aren't there, that sometimes seem to sum up who we are or how we are in this moment. Earlier on, we heard some of the many meanings of this weekend's time of Imolk, of St. Bridget's Day, and of Candlemas. It's like layers of storytelling, all interweaving, connecting in those new threads, the old stories blending with the new, creating something fresh but with roots in the past. And maybe that's what we're doing when we tell one another the stories of our lives. So in the month ahead, I really look forward to hearing what life looks like from your perspective. Amen. Storyteller Clarissa Pinkola Estes writes, I hope you will go out and let stories happen to you and that you will work them, 
Water them with your blood and tears and your laughter till they bloom, until you yourself burst into bloom. So in the week ahead, may the stories we tell about ourselves and about others be empowering, affirming and filled with love. A love that holds you tenderly through all life's adventures. Amen. Go well and blessed be.